Welcome to the Triple V Podcast. Welcome to the 12th of June, 2022 Town Hall. For those on our streaming services, this podcast is split into two parts. For a seamless experience, please cue the second part of this podcast. All right. Um, Scrawd, what I would do is I'm going to start with a little story time. I'm just going to um, transition into how to survive the wireless perch. I want to give people a little bit more context about the expectations I have for myself, for the team around me, and then indirectly also for the community. Sounds lovely. All right. Okay. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for joining in today for another VC session with me and with Scrout. And before we dive into the details of the whitelist purge and the other topics, I just want you to give you guys some more context around how I've ended up uh, building VVV because I think it's one of the most important aspects for you guys to realize to also um, get prepared for what we as a team and as a community expect from you and from another. So if you go back to 2019, I was building my, uh, well, building and running my Amazon agency. And I was making around $200,000 per year during that time. And I was working maybe like, 50, 60 hours per week that was like the normal capacity which I worked on and I thought I was working a lot. Now, if we go to 2020, I was making around three, 400,000 per year, like 30 to 40K per month, depending on how many clients I would take on and what tasks uh, I would do for them. And I was working probably like 70 to 80 hours per week. And I was, again, thinking I was working a lot. Um, but I was also aware that I have been becoming much more efficient and much more effective with the, the work which I've, I did. Um, so now going forward to 2021, I was making the same amount of money, um, but I was getting bored with my agency services because it's a service business in 2020 i started to hire my first people and everything became a little bit more streamlined and more comfortable for me so while i was working more and i was making more i was also starting to top out on yeah my passion and also maxing out on how much money you can actually make from running such a business without hiring more and more people which then becomes eventually a nightmare to manage, at least from my perspective at the time. So what I did is I was looking for other ways to make money. And I was 100% only driven by the ambition to make more money. What I was looking for was not something which I was passionate about because I was passionate about my yeah, building the agency and serving clients and doing the best job for them. That really was what I was passionate about, but that passion has also worn off 
during the couple of years which I have built the agency and where everything has then become a little bit repetitive. So now I was looking for a new venture and I found that doing mergers and acquisitions is something where you can make uh, really a ton of money. So early 2021, I started looking into buying uh, care facilities, home health and care homes in Germany. And it took me an entire year. I started in, in two, 2021. I was uh, setting up a new company. I was setting up a board of directors. I was looking for sellers. I was looking for finance. And I was working through a couple of bad deals, which I en ended up passing on. And eventually I found a, a really big one, which um, was for 20 million euros total. And that was two care homes with the real estate. A really big deal. And I was working on it uh, probably like three months straight. And I accumulated a, a, a ton of expenses in doing the due diligence, financial due diligence. Then you have to check the real estate. And you have to go through a lot of trouble to check whether or not that's actually a good deal. And then I was lining up the financing and so on. And towards the end of 2021, I was pretty much honing in on closing the deal and buying those two care homes. But the closer I got to buying those two care homes, I realized that everything which I did towards that point was solely driven by, by not by greed, but by my ambitions to make more money. And that when I was, if I were to end up buying those two care homes, I would also tie them to me and then I have to run them and I have to manage them. And then now I'm stuck in, in the health industry and in caring for old people. And while that definitely is, a, is an honorable profession, it's not something which I was passionate about. And realizing that I was only driven by money also didn't make me feel the best way possible. And simultaneously to that, I was dabbling with the crypto space in, I think I started like October 2021 in the very little free time I had, I was you know, more or less accidentally dabbling with the crypto space and you know, was just playing around and making a little bit of money. And I was one of the day one mentors from Neo Tokyo and got involved with the community a little bit. And while my Amazon business was boring me and while the healthcare business was more or less just draining my energy because I was only driven by money, I started to realize what potential crypto space. So slowly in, yeah, to, towards like December and just December 2021 and January 2022, we were already doing a couple of deals for Neo Tokyo. And that's when I got more and more involved in the crypto space and also realized that if I were to get stuck in the healthcare industry in Germany, I wouldn't have the time to dedicate myself to the crypto space. And I pretty much was waiting my whole life for an opportunity where you see something early and it's really something that's absolutely groundbreaking. Like, you know, those guys buying the first domains when the internet came about, right? I was waiting for something like that, something which I would see earlier than everyone else and something where I would be able to double down on before the rest of the world catches on. And 
I really can't see the crypto space being just that. So now is the well, the the point of no return pretty much was early January 2022, where I had to make a decision on do I want to run my Amazon agency and pretty much be safe with making $400,000 per year and not having to put in too much effort because I was already used to doing everything? Or do I want to go for the big money and close the 20 million euro deal and go ahead with the healthcare industry in Germany? Or do I want to go for something completely new where there's really no safety net or really no insurance that what I'm about to do is going to lead to a positive outcome for me because it's a high risk space. And even if you're right about it being the next big thing, you might get the timing wrong and it might take another five years instead of five months. And you might be stuck with no ability to make any money. And to me, that decision was easy because I always want to follow my gut instinct. And I always, especially after wasting a year on chasing something just for the money, it was very easy for me to make the decision to follow something where I can see a ton of potential and where I had an immense amount of fun working with the people around me. The, the healthcare sector is <clears throat> it's a tough business because you know, caring for all people is not something which is, you know, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, <clears throat> but it's not, some, it's not a, a care home, it's not a happy place. So being in those care homes and managing them and dealing with those people, it's not easy. And it's not something where I could see myself being happy. So now I made the jump into the crypto space, but it came with a lot of hurdles to take and it came with a lot of responsibility. And it came also with a, a, a huge stack of bills to pay for the, the work which I had, to, had put into um, due diligence of those deals. <clears throat> so. While it was mentally easy to do, like financially and with the responsibilities attached to everything, it was a, a huge pain to do it in a very clean way. Because no matter what I do, even if I quit something, I still want to do right by everyone. So doing that was painful and it's still some, something which I go through, but it, I know that it was 100% the right decision simply because it was, it was right for me. And it also is right for the people around me because buying a care home just for the money, although a lot of those buyers do this in the space, to me, it's not the right thing to do. It's not right by the people and it's not right by the employees. So making that hard decision in early January also came with a commitment of me having to go all in with the new thing I did. Because if you try to half as something, the likelihood of you failing is exponentially greater than if you go all into something. So January, <clears throat> I think January 20th or so, 2022, I left Germany and I also left behind <clears throat> my fiance and the rest of my family. And I went to the US to isolate myself to build Spectre. And it was, yeah, pretty much three months straight of 100, 120, 120 hours, weeks of work, of not talking to anyone, not leaving my altar room, really just focusing on work, work, work. 
and go all in on building something great. And, you know, being used to working 50, 60 hours and then getting work, getting used to working 80 hours and then eventually 100 hours, once you find something which you're passionate about, it's really not that difficult to work that much. And it's also not like you're feeling you're missing out on a lot of things because you're getting so much out of what you're doing. So while those three months arguably have been some of the toughest months in my life because of all the emotional pressure you have when you have to isolate yourself and, you know, you know, directly, indirectly let a lot of people down who like to stay close to you, you still get rewarded a lot by fulfilling your potential and by pursuing something which you're truly passionate about. So while it definitely was not easy on the people around me and it wasn't easy on myself either, I still know that it was the right decision because if I hadn't had, if I didn't had taken that opportunity, there would be a big likelihood that we wouldn't be here today. And I had a lot of fun building Spectre and I had a lot of fun working with the team at the time. But once the thing became bigger and more complex, at some point the leadership styles didn't align with, with, with each other. So we had to make the big decision to part ways. And I had to go through all of the issues, or not the issues, but all of the hurdles of building something from the ground up once again. And <clears throat> this is something which is very important for everyone to understand. And it's something which is one of the reasons why, I've, why I'm building a, the, the academy is that once you understand and once you learn how to build something from, from scratch, you're not afraid of taking a chance. You're not afraid of taking a leap and you're not afraid of taking huge risks. <clears throat> because even if I lose everything today, I can't just go back and build something new up from the ground and I'm going to be set up again in a year's time, maybe even less. So that's also why for me it was not that difficult to leave Spectre because I, was, I, I knew in my heart that I could build it up again. And I also knew that, you know, obviously I'm biased on this, but I also knew that if I'm the one in charge and if, can, if I can make all the decisions and if I can be more agile, I can also build it up better. I can make it better, I can make it bigger, and I can do it in a way which allows me to attract the, the right people a lot faster and it allows me to do it in a way where we can breed a culture where everyone's personal agendas are aligned and are feeding the big overall goal but I want to go back to one of, one of the points I wanted to make <clears throat> and uh, that's something which some of you might have noticed uh, a, couple ba a couple days back when I kicked one of the first members from the whitelist spot and I've heard a couple of times from people uh, that they cannot attend the AMA sessions because they're in the middle of the night or because they have uh, other obligations or maybe they are on holidays and at the end of the day everyone always has an excuse for not showing up or for not contributing as much as they potentially could for the community and the point i want to make is that i am i wasn't afraid to take on a lot of hardship to build specter and i wasn't afraid to take on a lot of hardship for building bvv and maybe to give you some more in, intim, intimate details 
about what it feels like to do that. You know, leaving my fiance behind in January was an extremely hard decision for my, myself. And, it, you know, it put a lot of strain on the relationship too. And I promised her that after finishing building Spectre, everything would be better. I would have, I would have more time. We would go on holidays and we would spend more time together. And after building Spectre, that's exactly what we did. We, uh, so after the, after those uh, three months where I built Spectre, I was going, uh, I went to Portugal first. I was visiting one of the team members of Spectre. And then I went to Germany and was, um, meeting my fiance again. And I was, um, then leaving again with her for the US again to spend three months of holidays together. And that started out very well. We started out enjoying the holidays. Spectre was built. The business was running. I, I, I wasn't pressured to put in such insane amount of hours per week. But, you know, man plans and got lot less, right? So even with Spectre being built, the friction within the team became worse and worse and worse. And while I had to spend less hours on the business, it drained more and more energy from myself because of the conflicts with the team members. So eventually there was no other choice for me to make than to part ways with Spectre. <clears throat> but, you know, I was on holidays when I made the decision to launch VVV. It was not convenient for me to launch a new community. It, it would have been a hundred times easier for me to just shut up, just stick with Spectre, just keep making the money from the fee and be happy with the holidays and take care of my fiance and just enjoy, enjoy life of the money, which we are going to make, right? But still, I, you know, I know, I knew that it's not the right thing for me. It's not the right thing for the community. It's not the right thing for anyone to do this. So, you know, much to the chagrin to my fiance, I, you know, we spoke and I, I thought I, I have to leave Spectre. It's, it's putting so much strain on me mentally that there's no way that I can stay with them. And there's no way that I can build what I want to build with so much resistance from the team. So what we did is we locked ourselves up for a week. Uh, we worked seven days straight. Uh, we launched VVB. We put our holidays on hold. And yeah, we went all in on building VVV. And she has been extremely supportive of me, even though it's extremely difficult to be in a relationship with a workaholic and maniac who, who always goes all in on everything he does. Um, but, you know, that's the, the price for success in life. And I'm telling you guys this for you to realize that I have extremely high standards for myself. I'm not half-assing anything which I'm building. And I don't care what it costs me to build something. If I want to do something, I go all in and I go all out. And the only time I ever stopped working for Spectre, the only time I took a break was when I was <clears throat> borderline dying because I got some weird virus where I had, you know, I was puking, puking so much that I, I couldn't even stand up. I, I was laying down. I had to call the ambulance two times for them to take finally proper care of me so I, I wouldn't die. And I only took three, three days off when that happened. That's the only damn time I even took a tire some days off or some time off all the other time I kept working and I kept building for the community. And, you know, I, I'm a strong believer that the reason 
got sick was because of the mental strain of the differences I had with the team members. Not because I was overworked, but because I was stressed out by the mental strain those internal differences put on me. And the, the, pretty much the same thing happened to one of the other team members as well, where I think we just took too much <clears throat> energy into our discussions and into our differences where eventually it was not healthy for ourselves and it wasn't healthy for the project. So that's, again, one, of the, one more reason why I decided to part ways with them. And at the end of the day, I think it was best for both sides. But I'm telling you guys this so you are aware of you know, what sacrifices I, I had made and what sacrifices, and I don't expect them, you know, I don't expect you guys as community members to do, to have to, or to, to make the same sacrifices as, as the, the guy and the team building the entire project. But I want you guys to be aware of that. I have super high expectations of myself and those expectations, they transition into the team members, which I'm surrounding myself with. And as you might have noticed, one of the last VC sessions, Scrout was talking about him leaving his job at a restaurant to keep to come working for VVV full time. And I was also talking to to Jess whether or not he would be willing to quit his job and to come to VVV full time. I was also already speaking with Inferno whether or not he is going to leave behind the business he is currently building to come to VVB to build it full-time. I'm only surrounding myself with people who are willing to make the same sacrifices. And if I say I'm going to live or die for this community, you know, I, I mean, I'm not just messing around. Every, everything I say, I mean it. And I'm not just saying it, but I'm also underlining everything I say with my actions. You're not going to see me getting inactive in the server or you're not going to see me disappear for a couple of weeks for holidays. You're not going to even see me to disappear for one day. I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do everything in my power to make this project the most successful thing in the crypto space. So, you know, excuse me when sometimes in the general chat, I get triggered by people who are too lazy to join an AMA when they're on holidays and they want a, a special treatment for grabbing their location, or if someone misses everything that's going on because they're not paying attention, because they have some other obligations with their family or with work or whatever. You know, if you want to make time for something, then you will find a way to do that. It's not like everything in your life has to align perfectly for you to see an announcement in VVV. It's on you to take on the responsibility to keep up with everything. And it's on you to make time for the AMAs. And it's for you if you're living in Australia. I mean, you have to get used to getting up at 4 a.m. I've been on holidays uh, in Australia as well when I was running my Amazon agency. And I was staying up until 2 a.m. pretty much every day so I could make time for the calls with my US client. So, you know, the question is, how bad do you want it? And what we're building, we are not building to drag along a couple of people who are not willing to participate to the degree in which we expect them to participate. Because we know at the end of the day, if there's too many people 
not aligned with the overall goal. And if there's too many people who are too lazy, and if there's too many people who don't have the conviction to contribute properly, we're going to do a disservice to the entire community and we're going to risk the success of BBB. Imagine you have a community where everyone is 100% all in, where everyone is active, everyone is striving to build the best community possible. That's something which I believe is going to be immensely enjoyable for everyone. And I think it's also the thing which is going to make us the most successful community and the most successful VC and eventually the most successful crypto fund in the space because we are going to be the ones who have extremely high barrier of entry with regard to the commitment we expect from the community and with the kind of personalities and the kind of um, culture we want to have in our community. So there's a, a long rant to give you guys a little, little bit more context about yeah, pretty much the substance of BVV and some of the reasoning behind some of the decisions. And now to transition to the topic of how to survive the wireless purge, it's pretty damn easy. You, you have to participate in our community in one way or another, and you have to contribute some value to the community. And, it, you know, it's valuable to be silent and just investing in everything. That's still valuable to us because you're still showing interest in what we do. You show trust in the deals we bring and you show commitment in not missing out on most of the deals. So even if you're silent, even if you're mostly just investing, I would say that you're, to a large degree, you're safe. Now, we also have people with, with less money or we have people who cannot KYC, for example. And for them, it's going to be the engagement within the community. And those guys who, who submit homework in the academy, those are mostly safe. They are contributing and they are showing actively that they believe in what we're building. And I understand everyone has a different... Everyone has, has different commitments in life and responsibilities. I understand some people have families, some people have kids they need to take care of, some people have full-time jobs, which they cannot escape because they don't have the liquidity yet to, to do so. So I understand that not everyone can commit endless hours to the community. But I think everyone who wants to be a part of BVV can at least make enough time to stay up to date with the most important um, announcements i.e. If you, if you missed the premium announcement after I've made it three times, I mean, there's not that many excuses which I can come up with, which would, you know, which would make me want to give you an exception of still getting in after we, we close the premium, for example. So I just want everyone to be aware that I'm not in a rush to get all, the, all those 5,000 NFTs distributed to a random bunch of people. I'm not... I'm not even elaborating to create a lot of hype on social media just to fill up the whitelist spots. My main ambition at this time is to make sure that we get out the wrong people. And I'm completely fine if we do the, the mint of the season one NFT, if we do it in different phases where we only give away, let's say, a thousand NFTs in the first phase of the mint and we make sure that we have the right 
thousand people in and we make sure that everything we do is 100% aligned with, it, with each single member in the community. My main goal right now is not to expand ASAP. My main goal really is just to get out the wrong people as soon as possible, as efficiently as possible, and as clean as possible. Because I know having the right core in place, and especially having the right core in place before we start minting, is the key to our overall success. If I'm not diligent right now of getting the wrong people out, what will happen is that we will have to mint and all the wrong people are going to try to sell the NFT. They're going to try to take, you know, whatever, whatever um, value increase there has been. And they're going, going to try to leverage me making a mistake in judgment for them to have financial gains. And in my opinion, and this is something which I feel almost all the community leaders or all the founders of other projects shy away from is you, if you are a leader and a founder of a crypto project, you have a fiduciary responsibility to your community. And of course, you don't want to promise them returns on, on buying the NFT and so on. There's a, a plethora of legal reasons why you, why you cannot do that. But you still have a fiduciary responsibility to not make the wrong decisions, which is going to hurt your community. If you guys are minting the NFT and if you guys then going out on the market and buying some on the secondary market because you trust in what I'm building, I cannot go out and give a bunch of the NFTs to idiots who are going to sell the NFT below value because that's going to directly decrease the value of the NFT you're holding. So I'm very aware of this and I'm surprised that none of the other leaders of other projects have even said the word fiduciary responsibility. There's a word which is every board of directors on this planet who are running a company are aware of them having that responsibility. And in the crypto space, it's like non-existent. No one even knows how to spell fiduciary. So I'm extremely, extremely cautious with who we let in. And I'm even more, more cautious with who we keep. Because those getting in now, they either have completed the shark test and got a perfect score or a close to perfect score. They had an incredible introduction or they contributed in other ways to the community. But those guys who have been silent, who maybe silently extracted value or are silently waiting to extract value from the mint, those are the guys I have to get out. And those are the guys which eventually always end up hurting the project because those are the guys just trying to leverage the misjudgment of the guys in charge and the commitment of the community for, for their own gains. So right now, the main focus is not promoting VVV. It's not artificially growing social media. It's not hyping up everything we do. It's really just me and the team looking through the entire community, looking through all the data we have and figuring out how we can most efficiently cut away those people which either already or in the long run will hurt the success of the project and everything uh, excuse me and everyone on our team every single team member is 100 percent committed to making vvv the best thing out there 
and yeah, I, I have to uh, I have to take a moment to thank a lot of those people who have been um, involved only recently in a in a more active manner, and yeah, they have been active before, but now they have like an official title to their name, which are uh, Squabba, Exec, and Zero. These guys have been absolutely uh, me, they have been absolutely killing it in the academy. They provide regular and consistent feedback to everyone providing their homework submissions. And I, uh, you know, it's to me, it's not, it's never a coincidence that when someone has a perfect score on shark test and these guys, I believe all of all three of them had perfect scores and you can see from their mindset and from their commitment that these guys are truly sharks. And, you know, while the shark test certainly measures to to a degree your killer instinct those guys still have the, their heart at the right place and you can see from the in the way which they, they give you feedback for your homework they are they are not nice guys because they are effective and they are successful but they they have a lot of respect for every single individual and they have a lot of respect for the contributions you make and they have a lot of respect for the effort it takes you guys to write that homework and I also understand that some of you guys have to overcome a lot of hurdles to accurately analyze the different the different movies or books which we uh, present you in the in the academy. But believe me, going through the academy that's something which has which is going to have an immensely positive impact on your lives. And I'm not that's, I promise you, there's zero there's literally zero financial gains which I get. On of building the academy there's no course for sale coming up i'm not going to write a book and sell it to you guys there's not going to be a paid subscription or anything like that it's it's going to stay free it's going to stay free forever and the sole purpose of this is to supercharge the culture we have in the server to bond us stronger together and to help you guys to get ahead in life and one thing which very few people seem to understand in the crypto space, even if you get lucky and even if you make it, so to speak, you're not going to make it in life just because you have 100x or you have 1000x. Even if it, it, it might sound like, yeah, maybe if you get a million bucks at once, you're going to be set for life. That's very far from reality. And I can assure you, those guys, those original minters from Neo Tokyo who sold their NFT at the peak of 100 ETH, they are back to being broke by now already. That's not life-changing money. And in my opinion, there's nothing like life-changing money. Before you can have such a thing, you need to change your mind and you need to understand how to be successful, what it takes to be successful, and you have to be a successful person before you, get ever, before you ever can call yourself rich. Because even if you make money once, if it's by accident, if you don't know how to repeat it, you're going to live in fear for the rest of your life because you, let's say you make a million bucks and you don't know how to make a million bucks again because you have been lucky with one of your investments. You're going to hold on to those million bucks for dear life because you don't know how to make it again. And you're not going to have a fulfilled or enjoyable life because you're either going to spend everything and you're going to end up broke again or you're going 
going to hold on to the one million bucks for dear life and you're going to be afraid to spend it because you don't know how to get a hold of new money. So what the Academy is here for is to make you understand what it takes to be successful and for you to have confidence in yourself where you make money once, you know how to make money again. And it's going to help you to find something <clears throat> outside of the crypto space, which is going to provide you with a cash flow. And this is immensely important if you only rely on the crypto space to provide you with cash, you're going to have a tough time in the bear market. And the bear market is the time where the big money is made. It might not look like it, but all the investments which you make in a bear market, you may get an immense discount. So once the bull comes around, you're going to end up with an exponential gain on all the investments that you made, assuming you made the right ones. But the bear market can last one year, it can last two years, you know, it might even last longer. And once you're running out of cash, you're going to either go back to investments and you're trying to uh, liquidate some of them and you're potentially liquidating them at less value than what you bought them for. And then when, once the bull comes around, you're not going to be on the ship, which is about to take off. So being in a position where you get cash flow out of something else which is detached from market that's going to have an immensely positive impact on you and your life and it's a hundred times easier than you think to to make money without being an employee somewhere it's literally one of the easiest one of the easiest things you can do once you overcome that mental hurdle on about the question on how to actually do that and why, why currently in the academy, there's no practical examples on how to do that. Um, we're going to have a couple of PC sessions where we can run through some of the very simple things on how to set, how to set that up and how to get you set up to break free from <clears throat> whatever you're currently doing. And, and obviously, assuming you want that, right? It, being self-sufficient or being independent is not for everyone and again that's something which i understand and i understand we have uh employees uh, in the server and in the academy as well and there's there's nothing wrong with being an employee uh, i would even say most people are better suited to be an employee and probably even make more money being an employee than making their own uh running their own business but still by being in the academy and by going through the tasks which we have set out for you, trust me, you're going to be in a much better position for pay raises. You're going to be in a much better position to climb up the corporate ladder because you're going to understand, <clears throat> for example, what it takes to be a leader. And you're going to have an eye for exposing those imposters who are currently leading you, but who are in no position to actually be that person. And once you realize, how to be successful, how to lead, and how to express confidence, it's going to be very natural for you to just climb up. No matter what you do, you're going to be uh, climbing up. You're going to uh, rise to the top, and that's going to become a, a natural habit for you in anything you do. And I think this is one of the most important aspects which we are building with VVV is that the overall project success always comes down to every single individual in the community becoming successful 
by their own means. And obviously, we want to yield you returns with all the investments we make. But we also want to educate you guys on what to do with the money and how to get into the right mindset to make the right decisions in your life going forward. And these can be not only just the right decisions in business, but also the right decisions with your relationships, what kind of friends you, you surround yourself with, what kind of people you look up, you look up to, whose advice you take, and how to generally structure your life to not waste time and to make more out of the time you have been giving uh, you have been given to be on this planet all the time we have on this planet is uh, finite and if you consistently consistently and daily make the wrong decisions on what to do with your life sooner or later you're going to realize that you're going to run out of time and that you've wasted a lot of time in your life and you're going to be full of regret of not having to made enough, excuse me, not having made the right decisions in your life. On the other hand, if you continuously and daily start making, the, <clears throat> start making the right decisions, you're going to end up living and having lived an extremely happy and fulfilled life. And the too long didn't read here is that VVV is here to, for, to make, to help you fulfill your own potential. And it's also here to help you get ahead by getting into investments which are normally exclusive to institutional investors and people with really deep pockets and with extremely broad and professional networks. <clears throat> so we are going to be the main driver. Oh, we, are, you know, we aim to be the main driver for your financial, but also for your personal success. And I think this is one of the first projects out in the crypto space, you know, which genuinely is only interested in making you guys successful. And, you know, obviously there's a, there's a mint coming up. There's going to be, there's money going to be raised and a lot of that money is going to go to me and to the team. But we have to attach some pain for you guys to be able to continue to participate in our server. And we also have to be able to reimburse those people building VVV in a, uh, what's the right term? In an appropriate manner. And we also need resources to start building the crypto fund, which is going to be the key to not only include the small guy, but also to be able to include the US guys who at this point have been, as, you know, as long as they have been non-accredited, who have been completely locked out on the upside from IDOs and from private and seed round investments. So we are going to structure this in a way where everything is designed for your success to be aligned with ours. And yes, there's going to be a mint price, but I, I still think that the mint price is low enough where at least to me, I still consider it almost free. And by us not having any fees <clears throat> attached to, it, to any of the investments, if you have participated in the past couple of rounds of investments, you already saved more money um, than you would have um, accru accrued, <clears throat> accrued in fees 
on any of the other platforms. So with my hand on my heart, I can say that I think that VVV is by far the best thing out there in terms of VC investing or seed round investing or compared to launch pads. I think there's no comparison at all. I don't think there's any competition out there. Uh, I'm not interested in partnerships with anyone. I'm, I'm not interested in bringing on people from other communities. Uh, I'm solely interested in doubling down on what we have and making sure that we execute everything in the right way and that we make sure that we have the right people on board before we eventually take off on our mint date. So that's the long story time intro rant. Um, I'm open to questions. I'm open to some feedback from you guys. Otherwise, I'm going to uh, jump right into some of the next topics which we have lined up. All right. Stroud, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. So to transition from story time and commitment right into a related topic, um, and I know, Scrod, I'm, I'm not going to um, strain your tolerance for the mysterious talk here, so I, I'm going to keep this brief. Um, but a couple of days ago, I got up at 4.15 in the middle of the night <laughs> to a call with Scrod and with Inferno uh, with a specific project which we believe to be the biggest potential investment which we are probably going to make uh, in this decade. And I mean, Scott, maybe you want, maybe I will give you the lead on how to describe it. Um, to be honest, you know, I mean, as much as I enjoyed uh, watching the sunrise in Sean's screen, because of course this call lasted uh, double than uh, what we initially planned on it being. Um, I think without going into too much detail, as of course we don't want to risk missing out because um, we have yet to uh, fully secure it. Um, but this is going to be a very fundamental project if it succeeds in terms of how uh, information is. Uh, how do I say this without how information is? Uh, let's say encrypted um, online. And this is going to be probably one of the biggest steps uh, in that sort of space. Um, and this is not, you know, ZK rollups. Uh, this is something bigger than that. And I think that's as much as I'm going to say without risking it. But of course, uh, there's a good chance that uh, if we do get it, we'll be able to uh, hop them on to an AMA here, uh, which would be extremely fascinating to see uh what they have to say um but we'll make sure we're all prepared we're currently writing up a very detailed uh report on them uh just so then everyone kind of fully understands the concept that they're going for because it took us it, it it wasn't that it you know the moment i saw it i knew what it was uh, like its potential but it to make sure we really understood it it took myself uh james jesse and jess probably a combined you know 30 human hours to really get into the nitty gritty. Uh, so we're currently writing up a big report, thanks to the three J's and uh, we're going to hopefully be able to display uh, more information regarding it soon. 
and hopefully we'll be able to confirm any you know a position if any uh with the project uh within the coming weeks yeah and the only thing which i'm going to say is that it's going to make billions and potentially trillions of existing software and hardware obsolete so this project is going to shake the world indeed and again that's as far as we're going to go because we don't want to risk anything in regards to our possible involvement with the project yeah, yeah. I mean, the call went very well, um, but we have not signed anything yet. Not nothing is a sealed deal yet, so uh, we have to be careful uh, of not giving away too much info, and we have to be, um, yeah, we have to put our best foot forward and be very respectful about them, even making the time for the call, which was um, already very difficult to even arrange. And uh, there has been a lot of other VCs which have chased them already. Um, but none of them have, had been able to secure calls with them. Um, and this goes back to us having uh, absolute maniacs as team members, like Inferno, who, however he did it, <laughs> have the ability to always get a hold of those guys, no matter who they are. So uh, a lot of the credit goes to him as well for breaking down the walls. <laughs>